Welcome to Getting Intimate with CX, brought to you by Brandhook and distributed through the CMO magazine. You know, there's this dark side to technology and future of work, but there's this upside about empowering everyone everywhere to be included in the services that make them a community. The intimacy, we have to kind of transmit in our design that, that idea that we're there for everyone as well. Hi, I'm Pip Stocks, and I'm your host for Getting Intimate with CX, an 11-part series about what makes a great customer experience and how brands in Australia are getting intimate to do that. So, welcome to the next episode of Getting Intimate with CX. My guest today is Greg Sutherland, who's the Chief Innovation Officer at Aussie Post. Welcome, Greg. Thanks. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Well, you're, we're actually in the same building, so that's easy and exciting. Um, before we go on to ask the same, you know, I'm asking the same seven questions of everybody, a mixture of CEOs and CMOs and CIOs and all the rest of it. My, uh, I, I just want to uh, maybe get you to talk a little bit about why there isn't a CMO role at Aussie Post anymore, because that's been quite interesting, isn't it? Yes, I think the 12 months ago we, we, we made the change. Um, I think it reflects what's happening in marketing, the whole idea now that your reputation, your brand is actually built by what customers say about you. It's not what you say, it's what they say, and that's fundamentally built on experience. And so we've essentially got two roles now. We've got the Chief Customer Officer, uh, which is Christine Corbett, a marvellous uh, lady that's running all the key operations and channels that deliver the significant uh, part of the experience in the post offices. Um, uh, Etc. and running the major programs to drive customer experience across the company. And then um, I've got the Chief Innovation Officer role and that's essentially driving how we make new developments focused around the customer in the future. So it's uh, dealing with uh, the cultural change we need to be really customer centric and it's also dealing with uh, the methods of development in a digital age uh, and right through to how we invest in include the ecosystem of startups and entrepreneurs in our development so that all in all we can create better and more innovative customer experiences. Which is why you're in the hub Melbourne, is that correct? Yeah, I have a team here. We've got a number of uh, locations so we're embedding our people amongst different communities that uh, we can work with. So we're here at the hub in Melbourne. We're also in Lab 14 and associated with the Melbourne Accelerator Program and we're also involved in a number of rural and regional entrepreneurship uh, and programs around the country. Yeah, great. Okay, well, we might unpack some of that as we go on. Now, I am asking the, the same seven questions of everybody and we're getting some really interesting uh, insights by doing it like this. Lots of consistent feedback, obviously, but some really interesting um, differences as well. One of the differences is the first question. <laughs> when was the last time you had a great customer experience and which brand was it with? It was interesting. I... Um as I was thinking about this question, I kept remembering all the bad customer experiences I've had over the last... Most people do. <laughs> ...last week or so, having uh, just, just been travelling overseas. Um, but interestingly, the one that immediately came to mind actually was actually a really good recovery. And it surprises me still that actually a good recovery can be manifestly a transformation or transformative in terms of the, the reputation that a company has with a consumer. Mm. Uh, this was a simple online shopping experience with J Crew mm. um, uh, that my daughter was involved in, and they actually sent the wrong product. 
Um, so we uh, uh, emailed them. They immediately emailed back and said, um, yes, we see it is the wrong product. We will immediately express ship a new one and you can have the old one. And oh, it wow. happened in about five minutes. And Are we you thought, serious? That was great. And then immediately we felt very comfortable buying online from J. Crew again. So um, I think there's something about uh, instant response, uh, something about taking the whole hassle from dealing with the problem made me actually think, actually, that's a, what a great company, even though it started with a problem. And, and also, don't you think, too, there's a trust there? Like, yeah. they didn't ask for evidence. No evidence. They didn't say, like, when you go to one of the retailers, you know, in Australia, you know, you're, yes. you have to take your docket yes. if you want to exchange something. You know, even if you're a loyalty card member, you're being asked to provide evidence. Yeah. It's like they yeah. don't trust you. Yeah, yeah. I think they were smart. Like, they asked me what the uh, colour of the garment was and, and, and the barcode of it. And I think they could immediately tell that mm. it obviously must have been in front of me because how, you know, how would you sort of know that? Mm. And, and um, it was then, right, it's done. And literally, you know, the new product arrived in about a day and a half from America. What a bonus. So, so she's got two jumpers or a pair of leggings? Well, she's, um, you know, a pretty good online shopper, I have to say. <laughs> um, well, that's a good story. I, I like that one. I think trust is an important one. Brands do need to trust their customers yeah. as well. So in the second question, in general, is... What is it that makes a great customer experience? Is it is it you know that experience that makes it good, or what what is a great customer experience? Well, I think there's probably a number of layers. I mean, the first layer still is it, it should be easy, right? And I think that story has has a lot of about that. And you know, we use the language of friction, but it should just be should be easy. But then the next layer really is about a world where people are empowered, right? Not corporations aren't empowered. People are empowered, and choice. Uh, and control and empowerment to the consumer, putting, giving them the keys and the tools to manage their purchase, their experience, um, um, and their personalization, I think is re really vital. So at Australia Post, we talk about, and Christine in the CCO role, across our delivery experience is driving choice, convenience, and control. Mm. You know, in the end, uh, we come from a world where, the, in our world, the delivery wasn't you know, led driven by the sender, we're moving to the world where it's going to be managed by the receiver, yeah, the that's consumer. Right. Yeah. So, so there's that. And then I think ultimately, um, you know, you've got to play to the whole question of having them involved in aligning with your purpose or your, your sharing your purpose with them. So mm. there's a higher level attraction or, or intimacy that comes from mm. uh, having shared values and being able to jointly express that together. And I think it, we see that with brands when it comes to sort of being more authentic about what they're trying to do yeah. with their customers. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Interestingly, it allows failure if it's authentic, mm. you know, and, and the recovery is great because yeah. they know, you know, to use a, a human relationship term, the heart was in the right place. Yeah, right? we meant to do the right thing. We <laughs> yeah, just I know, you stuffed know, up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... What do you make then of all your, you know, in terms of your competitors? You've got like... Um, you know, you've got the, the Ubers of delivery now, haven't you? You can go, I can't remember the name of the company, but you can go online and request a parcel being to de delivered to you mm -hmm. by, and someone mm -hmm. can pick that up mm -hmm. and say, I'm passing, I'll, I'll drop that off. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. that must be causing some pain in your incubator. Well, I think there's a lot of um, potential for disruption. Um, uh, but we're also, um, you know, using the same tools to innovate. So we're, we're, we're significantly involved in, 
in whole developing a whole bunch of new delivery experiences um, right through to on-demand delivery we're look, looking and having investments that would uh, enable different types of people to be involved in different types of d- delivery outcomes mm. so um, um, there's there's a lot on I mean we're in deep discussion and development with the major e-commerce platforms our APIs appear in them uh, talking Shopify's and, and these sorts of things uh, we're in heavy dealings with Amazon and Alibaba who are very big partners and customers of ours as mm. well so mm. um, um, it's actually quite exciting for us mm. actually yeah yeah no it sounds good I think you've got to be open-minded about that and that's a cultural shift isn't it you know you, you, there's got to be an open-mindedness to your role particularly being in the innovation space yeah I think the big yeah, our, our role, I mean, interestingly, and, you know, the buzzword is platform, but in a way we are a platform as mm. well. We've, we've had, had, you know, senders and receivers uh, and, and we operate to facilitate the, uh, our, or play our part in facilitating the commerce. Only 7% of retail is online in Australia. Um, you know, there's no every reason to expect that will be 15% and, and go on sometime in the future. That's what the level it is already in the mm. US and, and London. So there's very significant opportunities for us, um, but there's going to be an increasing array of choices and controls people have to manage their delivery on their terms. Mm. Control's a new C word. We're all using C words in my customer experience podcast. Choice, control. I'm going to add control to my model. <laughs> Um, so the third question is, so why are some brands able to crack a great customer experience? Why are they good at the consistency and control and choice? Is it a culture thing? Is it a CEO thing? Is it a, I don't know, a kind of mantra that's coming from outside? Is it a customer thing? What what drives a good customer experience? Um, or what the ability to deliver it? I mean, I, I, I believe it does start, it's all about culture. So I think and we have this sort of mantra at Australia Post that always starts with, you know, uh, very simplistically we say we start with people, happy mm. people. Making it easy for our people will make it easy for our customers. Mm. We'll deliver great results for our shareholder, which is the community. Mm. Okay. Um, so um, uh, in doing that, we're having to put the voice of the customer, you know, in our people, for example, um, we now have regular, uh, daily, and it can be real-time customer feedback um, delivering to all our, and increasingly all our parcel delivery operations. Uh, and it's part of just the, 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 the local operational function to think about the feedback from yesterday and to act against it. Mm. And we, we, we understand that feedback from driver, from distribution center or by merchant type you know we know you know wine has certain types of delivery challenges versus other types mm-hmm. of products etc um, and we are freeing that information to be available freely in our culture and available for local people to create local solutions as well as actually look at the system problems and drive innovation mm-hmm. against the system problems yeah, right. and I think getting that customer voice as just part of and that, that real customer feedback uh, is a really a vital part part of what you have to do. It has to start with you. people. The biggest problem I see companies have is that they don't make it easy for their people to serve their customers. Yeah. Right? In what so, way? Well, how many times have you been in some type of setting where 
the person you're dealing with says, I would, I, I so want to help you. And you have yeah. so much empathy for that person, but you see their hands are tight. Yeah, yeah. That they actually don't have the tools, the system that hasn't been designed with the actual experience in mind. It's been mm. designed for revenue collection or designed for, mm. you know, some other purpose, but not not where experience was at the centre of the design. You know, oh, well, CX. everyone's taught to say no as a, mm. oh, no, I can't mm. do that. Mm. So it's... You know, in a, in a number of injuries, they talk about their staff, what they call, say, jumping the fence yeah. and joining their customers. You know, and when you get that idea, I'm sorry, my hands are tied, it's a management decision, you know you haven't got a culture which is focused on yeah. customer experience. Um, I mean, we believe in that level of customer intimacy um, at Brand Hook and, um, you know, we believe, and we do it, we tend to get our clients to do it with us face to face. So we're in store, we're shopping, we're in fridges, we're in wardrobes. You know, we're in the trucks of the delivery guys, for example, kind of, you know, really mm -hmm. feeling the pain that they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, how are you developing? Uh, I mean, you obviously have a lot of data. How are you developing that customer intimacy? So, um, I think, uh, again, it goes back to a number of levels. So, the first level really is uh, enabling. Um, them to be known and express their preferences and choices and their feedback um, and so that's you know that's being systemized um, uh, we have a new generation of customer accounts it's being built around the MyPost account um, but that's essentially at the core is a is a customer system that enables uh, a full expression of their choices and, and preferences uh, uh, the second thing is to change our operations so that they can actually make choices and controls. So mm. it's not one thing just to say, here's what I want, but another thing to say, I oh, actually, I can just, I can, you know, slide a little slider on my mobile phone and it changes the time when my password gets delivered. Mm. So, right. so um, it's that idea of the, the, the operational, the operations centre moving from, you know, head office or the, control center of the company to being put given to the customer mm. and they, they they actually are managing increasingly mm. that's uh, scary for flow. businesses isn't it well it's, it's it's scary and it's it's what you know technology now makes easy yeah, if right. you if mm. you you know if you're building from scratch and the competitors we have all built from scratch so mm. they build these open platforms uh, you know mobile centric the uh, put the customer in control mm. um, that's the, the, the whole the, the whole the whole philosophy uh, but we have the assets uh, to do that as well a lot of it is about separating the idea of what's our platform to drive the experience versus you know our assets mm. you know, yeah and, right. and, 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 and put it, putting a break in those so that's 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 a big thing and then ultimately I think it's about expressing um, you know, and building some shared values or purpose amongst our customers and ourselves. So we have to continue to express also why we're here that's good for Australia, good for people, mm. right? I call that purpose. Purpose to me is the reason why a company is good for people. Yeah. And it acts as a motivation for our culture and brand and it needs and it acts as a basis for intimacy and trust mm. with, uh, with, with customers. And that has to be expressed in the design Mm. You know, how do we show? If we, if our, our purpose at the heart is that we've always been uh, existed to enable commerce and community for everyone, everywhere. If you lived in the country or the city, 
if you were white or black, if you were rich or poor, our business holds out the promise that, you know, you can conduct Thomas and you can be included in a community. Mm. And the heart of that were our, uh, our old products. The letters and post offices made commerce happen. Mm. You know, part of that system, it, wherever the, the post office was on a high street, all the small businesses were there. Mm. Right? And we have all these services that, uh, that, you know, government service, other services, when they have to reach all Australians, you put in a post office. We're holding to on to that idea, but with the new tools of digital age, e-commerce is giving the promise that anyone not only can be in business, but they can be born a global business from the very beginning. Mm. And almost it's the, you know, there's this dark side to technology and future of work, but there's this upside mm. about empowering everyone everywhere to be, to have, create a job if they need to, if they have to, and to be included in the services that make them a community. So we, we, the intimacy, we have to kind of transmit in our design that, that idea that we're there for everyone as well, mm. right? And I think people, people um, uh, will build a sense of trust and intimacy when they know the motivation of the brand, not just the experience of the brand. And I wonder whether that's something that, that you've been very good at actually. I mean, communicating that to the people because there's been a lot of rhetoric about, you know, not yeah. getting things and things being expensive and it being a rigid experience. And I wonder actually going back to the reason you are being you know, and how you're actually communicating that story to your punters. Yeah, so I think, you know, firstly, um, you know, we're very holding to, very true to that idea that we must exist for everyone everywhere, right? And that, that, that we're a core enablement for that, that, that idea of community and a free market idea of community where mm. it actually comes from vibrant businesses. And, and, and as I said, the promise of the digital world is the idea that the you know the creative potential of every Australian can be can be enhanced by this world. We, you know. So we we're remaining true to that, but there's the new the, the you know new tools and lots of change, right? Um, so I, I think that I think that exists. It's I think it's why we're still highly trusted. Mm. You know, I think of it. It's it's a you know human relationships. Trust comes. You know, from uh, part in part in a race for understanding the motivation of the other party. Right? Mm. There's lots of great stories about knowing the name of your postie and yeah. the kids running out yeah. to the postie. And yeah, yeah, and, and that's all and part of your history. Yeah, yeah. and more. And, and post offices are, uh, are remain central in towns all around Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and sometimes we're the last leg standing. Yeah, and that's I, right. And I really believe in, and our company really believes in the the opportunity for rural and regional Australia. So. So how are you measuring customer intimacy in the business? So um, we, we are fully uh, um, enlisted with um, NPS measurements. Oh, everyone loves that bit of NPS. So um, essentially at three kinds of levels, at uh, an individual transaction. Yep. Um, and we focused initially heavily, significantly on, on parcel delivery, obviously. Mm. So we know that at a transactional, a transactional level. Uh, we're looking at episodes, so there is sort of th things you do where you have multiple interactions and the episodes, and we also have a reputational measure of NPS, which polls the Australian population. Right. You know, we're independent of your experience or your history with us. And in part, that's like, you know, we think of our, that, that, that reputation. They're, they're in really, um, they're like our shareholder. <laughs> yeah. Our shareholder NPS. Yeah. Know? 
So do you then get to get like, so I know NAB are doing customer huddles. So they get their NPS scores on a regular basis. They're not just waiting monthly, that, you know, almost weekly having these what they call customer huddles. And I think there's 600 or 800 of them going on every week around the business. Mm-hmm. Do you then take that information and, and, and you know, get human with the data? How, how's Absolutely. that? So there's translated. So the transaction data is, uh, and, and, and the key change that I mentioned in the culture is not to make this a, a report for the executives, but to feed it into operations on a real time mm. or da- you know, daily basis. So rolling out across our parcel operations, um, you know, there's a daily morning meeting, uh, right, which used to look at failed deliveries and, and you know, um, carding rates and different things. And now we have. NPS, but I have to tell you what we what comes with that daily report and the daily work there is the written uh, feedback, right? And um, that that's been the more compelling intervention and development of, of people because our people are, do care. We have a very good customer oriented DNA mm. um, in that in that sense, but we have to equip them well. And what we found was that the story of a customer who might be aging, might be uh, in a medical condition, is unable to get the door quickly, might be uh, disabled enough not to be able to get to a post office in, in any reasonable time, mm. when, they were, when they got carded because when someone yeah, right. attempted a delivery, yeah. but then wait. When the story about the human being and that experience gets told at a local operation level, it just changes everything. Yeah, right. And, and so we're building in, uh, you know, it's a, it's a standard part of the operating practice to celebrate great feedback mm. every day uh, and to, as a team, examine when things are going wrong. And then we have got some systems that uh, we're analysing system-wide, you know, issues where we actually got to look more for the product design and, mm. and operational, um, you know, controls. We, uh, had a C- we had a CEO that we worked with with one of the retailers and, you know, she'd do these big studies and get the data and everything and she was, all she really wanted, I mean, she obviously loved that, but she also wanted the freehand remarks that people yeah. would write yeah. and she would spend hours interrogating that information yeah, yeah. and ring us and say, yeah. why are they saying this? Or, you know, I, want, I need more information about that because yeah. it was that the the word it's like when we get face to face and you hear the language that they use yeah. that's very yeah. Yeah. compelling yeah you know um so we've had major um um I get, uh, uh, part of our culture program has been uh, a thing called um, grapevine where we take key influences not not by hierarchy just by by people across all parts of our business right uh, and we, we bring about 200 together. They have two days of immersion, building around how the world's changing, the nature of the customer, what the, the customer experience in the voice. But one of the key things we do is uh, we teach them all storytelling. Yeah, and we right. think, you know, and marketers know this, that, you know, um, that numbers are believed, but stories are remembered. So, mm. <laughs> um, um, and so how to talk about change and customer uh, experience uh, and the role we all have in creating a great customer experience um, we're training people to transmit that through stories yeah. so it's an actual uh, it's a it's an actual part of our our, our culture tra- pro- yeah. and leadership programs yeah great yeah people love a good story don't they um, all right last two questions what new technology or trend are you most excited by in when it comes to your brand's customer experience 
With regard to new technology and trends, the thing that actually really interests me now is um, uh, in this world of online shopping and buying from products around the world, uh, brands and, and provenance uh, and the avoidance of fraud is now a big, big issue in, in food um, selling, particularly online throughout the world. Um, there's, there's a significant amount of fraud, for example. Uh, and there is a m- amount of work going on now to examine how uh, packaging, labelling can be embedded with um, a tracking data that, that makes uh, the potential for fraud or, or the probability of fraud visible to the consumer so they will know in the end if the product that they've arrived has been handled well yeah. uh, and managed appropriately and not, not substituted between manufacturer and, and, and the home door. Now blockchain, um, and there's some a bit of work we're doing uh, on this with a range of partners uh, could be part of the example of that because it could might, might create a, a, an auditable trail uh, where you could have a, have a view about the product, the product life. It could, uh, the packaging could have temperature control. So if it's a product that mm. can't be above 15 degrees, a food product, um, then it would arrive and you'd be able to tell. Yeah, right. That's interesting. If, if actually in, in its handling worth had, et cetera. So I think this question of provenance is around, and it's a really important one for Australia. There's great demand actually internationally increasingly for uh, really great Australian story product, uh, mm. food, but also outside food and yeah. our designers, uh, uh, et cetera. Uh, but things get quickly copied. Mm. Um, there, uh, there is a potential for substitution in the supply chain. Mm. Uh, we know uh, stories of Australian beef being substituted uh, in, in various markets around the world. Um, and I think this, this question of how data, packaging, mm. commerce platforms, solve that security problem I think is a really interesting thing you know and um, there's some very interesting developments we're involved with within uh, with Alibaba and others about about this particularly into the China market that sounds exciting you just have to link that into my new fridge that I'm going to buy it also then tells me how to cook it yeah Yeah. (laughs) certainly hopefully it probably will order or reorder so you never run out exactly Um, all right your last last question now, it, the question says, if you had a magic wand, uh, what one thing would you change in your customer experience? Other people have said that they wanted a bullet or they've kind of even changed. I mean, you know, you, you business people are very uh, demanding. So <laughs> I've had people change the question. But if you had a magic wand, what would be the one thing that you would change in your customer experience? Um, well, I think... You know, to, to me, we, we're on this journey of putting uh, the seed of power and empowerment for, for online shopping in the hands of the online shopper, uh, and we're part of that system. And, and to me, what I would change is just the, 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 um, the pace of change. You know, I actually think e-commerce is a great opportunity for Australia because the tyranny of distance is gone, yeah. and if we can actually move with with uh, all the other parties that worry about the future of work and the future of Australia and say, well, we can platform Australia and we can lift this, the opportunity for everyone to have the skills and the capacity to create a job if they need to or they have to. I think entrepreneurship has to be a wider idea and I honestly believe our platform can be part of that. Um, uh, and I'd really like to, to be see 
see you know more of a collection of common interests to say let's let's make sure that the opportunity Australia has in a digital age in an Asian century it can be fantastic yeah, I'm, right. I'm an optimist yeah yeah you know I don't think we're going to lose jobs we can create jobs but we need more of an entrepreneurial idea and we need to take that idea away from just the tech people mm. and the city people we make that make that an idea for everyone because uh, the tyranny distance has gone in this age. Yeah, it has. It's amazing. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I like your magic wand. Make things happen faster. Is that, is that the key? That's the, that's the key. The world's moving very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much, Greg. That was great. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we've got another great episode next week. So tune in. Cheers. Hey, thank you. Thank you.